We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, before we even get into this week's episode, Mm -hmm. did you see the pictures of the room at the Star Wars Resort? Yes. Yes, I did. And you called Top Bunk already. I already did. Top Bunk is going to me. I'm sorry. I know uh, we have some other listeners who have offered going. There's a bed. There's two bunk beds. And I got dibs on the Top Bunk, Doug. Can you really call it till you, like, until you see it that's, no, I, mean, I saw i saw a picture of it it looked awesome that doesn't count, that doesn't count. i don't know i want to know like if they'll have solo traveler like little accommodations like where you sleep kind of like what they should have done is like in japan where you can get the capsule hotels oh i like that that would have been great but that would have been yeah. people wouldn't have shelled out five grand for that though i would have i'm excited for this resort i'm just assuming like you and michelle go and you're staying on Mm -hmm. the bed and then i'm that awkward (laughs) like not child child that stays in the top bunk by you You guys the the connecting room was enough i think okay i I guess that's not happening maybe we can talk alex into being your your bunk mate he'd go in the bottom bunk i like it alex i know you're listening so you're on the bottom i'm on the top uh, Michelle and Doug are in the bed. Everyone wins. So excited that uh, I'm Everyone just excited that wins. this resort is still in progress. It's a thing. Yeah, and it's, still it's a thing. not going away. It's going to be done eventually. And hopefully, Doug, you and I are there first six months it opens. Let's say that's a good think, goal. Do you think since it's a cruise, essentially, do you think I'm going to need my emotion sickness patch or do you think I'll be OK? Oh, I, I think I don't you're going to be a mess because I've never you, cruised you, in space. You've never cruised in space. You've never been able to do star tours. Uh, I just I can't wait <laughs> to see what you're like just in the um, space 220 restaurant. Which may or may not ever come. Maybe it'll just be a new storage shed for Epcot. Who knows? It will come eventually. I have hope, Doug. Optimistically optimistic. If that's a thing. Is that a thing? It is a thing. So optimistic. We have a show that we're going to share some stories with this week. But Mm -hmm. first, we need to get into a very special Patreon. Brad Comer has upgraded to Ohana Bread Pudding level. So that is the highest level of Patreon. So huge shout out to our buddy Brad. Uh, Thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you to all of our Patreons getting bonus episodes. Ooh, Mandalorian reviews because we have had some listeners ask us, hey, I want to hear your Mandalorian reviews. Well, you're going to have to become a Patreon. Two bucks a month gets you our random talking about Mandalorian. It's good. It's good stuff. It is. All right. Apple podcast reviews. And this brings us to an example of how you don't have to write a book. You don't have to confess your love for the show or hate for the show. You know, it's just simple, short, sweet, and it counts as a review. And we, we inch closer to that 300 goal, Derek. We're up to 272. So we're getting there. Um, End of the year. Take, so take a minute and just click that five stars, five stars. right now for us. Just trying to make Derek's day. Little little bright spot in the world that we know and love. All right, so here's the review. It is titled Everest. Ooh. Five stars. By Rafa's Zoo. I, I'm sure I mispronounced that. 
Sorry, Rafa. All right. And it's the review is, well, that was terrifying. That's it? That's it. That's now my favorite review. I knew you'd like that one. Wow. And that was my favorite episode. So if you have not listened to that episode, we're still, I don't know, 30, 40 downloads away from Doug doing Star Tours because uh, he went on Everest. We recorded it. It's one of the best episodes ever in the history of podcasting. Check it out if you haven't. And you know what? If you have, re-download it on something else and help us get those numbers up so I can record Doug on Star Tours next June really just me grunting and moaning a lot, like trying not to vomit. Like once that thing went backwards, it was just the, good night. Oh, I, oh my gosh. Deep bow. And it's then, great. You got to check it out, guys. Did it go upside down like seven, eight times? Cause it felt like it, it was not and pleasant. And you're still for me alive. So check out that episode. Thank you so much for leaving that review. We love all the reviews. Yes, help us get to 300 by the end of the year. Uh, That is our goal. So take a second, go to wherever you're listening to this and uh, click that five stars. Yeah. So thank you very much for those reviews and on to our show for today. Right, Derek? Let's just get on it. Yeah. So we're just today, we wanted to just reminisce a little bit and talk about our Top 10 Disney days. So we're going back into our memory banks here and picking out days that stick out to us as like just great days in the park, great days on the ships, that sort of thing. So in top 10, I'll give five. Derek will give five. That gets us to 10. If you're not good at math, that's two hands. So there you go. Top 10 Disney days. And I realize mine are not in like chronological order oh i made like, mine in order and i have some changes i have a lot of scratches okay. on my paper and maybe a few like honorable mentions at yep. the end but mine are in like order as to how they happened it's like picking my favorite child and none of these have made me mad lately so oh, it's hard to go. pick I, I can pick my favorite child just about at any moment in time first just... one that's asleep is always my favorite one yeah yeah that's a good one when yeah. your kids are your age yeah, mine usually who hasn't frustrated me the most lately, so. That happens. Yeah, so do you want to go first? I can, I can. Is this I your have... number five? My number five, and so it okay. is our first rope drop radio trip together. Oh. You and me at Disney World, we had been doing the show for about, I don't know, eight or nine months, give or take, mm-hmm. and we did a trip to go see Pandora and Flight of Passage, and it was just really fun. And that was the moment where, like, we were getting 100 downloads, and then after that episode, we were finally moving up. And and yeah, that was when this show took off, and I knew there was longevity with it. We started a bromance friendship. <laughs> uh, we went to Ohana together. That was a magical experience. You and had so never been, had I had you? never been, yeah, and yeah. now I know, and now I want it back. And so that trip was really incredible, and I, I just, I loved it. It was first time without, like, wives or kids, you know, just the bros going. And it was a lot of fun hearing more about you and your family and getting all your Disney insight. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, one of those ones I'll never forget. And I cannot wait till June when we get to go again. That's right. We will get to go again in June. The rope drop trips are always a blast. They are. And I knew you would pick one. Oh, so really? I didn't have okay. to put it. I was just banking on you covering my base there, so it freed me up. I knew you'd, I knew you'd come through for me. But and that day in Pandora particularly was good because it was first time either of us had experienced it. So we got to do that, 
uh, together for the podcast, talk about it on the podcast, that first experience, and the food. We got to experience that. That oh, was Satuli's Canteen. Still amazing. And then, like record in the parks was just something that, you know, a year earlier would have never thought I'd be doing. Yeah. Right? That added to it. Yeah. It's a good uh, trip. That was good. Good choice. So good way to start the show. So I'm glad I went for pressure. Pressure. So, all right. My, mine is be Claire's third birthday. So we did a trip that encompassed Claire's third birthday, Alden's fifth birthday, but Claire's that day particularly sticks out as a special one um, because she was free still. So every parent that has to pay for things enjoys taking a free child to the parks. Even though she was three, we cheated the system with, it's the age you start your trip on. Um, that was before the days of magic bands. That's how old we are. And um, we did Cinderella's Royal Table for breakfast. We had never done that before. We did it before park opening. Um, that's when I learned that they shouldn't give children wands and swords. That was dangerous. And we also stopped on a basically empty Main Street by those standards. Now, today we have some new definitions of empty but back then, um, empty Main Street, some great pictures before breakfast. And then we were done and out in time for rope drop, which was another fantastic thing. And just the whole day kind of kept going. Um, between It was also the day they opened the tents, the shops over at Storybrooke Circus. So that was kind of cool to see that day one when like all the execs were there and nobody been in there. And I got to tweet that back on way back when I had like six Twitter followers and they're like all related to me probably. Um, they also, so her name is Claire. So we wanted her to meet Clara bell. Right. And so the hoedown happening, we managed to time it right. And then afterwards we did get Clara bell to stop for a picture which they don't normally do it's like it's her birthday and her name's claire and she wants a picture with Clara bell so we got that and oh awesome that was that was really cool and Clara bell danced with claire like pretty much the whole time oh so that's that was really cool. neat I love now that. claire would be like i'm not dancing and leave but you know when she was three she was still sweet They're and so cute back nice. then. yeah yeah 11 year old claire not kind of snarly when it comes to that. So you got to cherish that. And you do. Uh, yeah, so that, yeah, that was a good day. And I want to say we even were like the family of the day at, at uh, Pico's bills. Oh. That was a thing. Yeah. We didn't know it was a thing until we were doing it. Yeah. The kids got to ring bells and stuff and open. Any way to uh, give it. a little extra magic. Yeah. So it was a good day. Good day. All right. Well, my number four comes when I was nine years old, uh, roughly 93, 94, or no, it'd be 92, 93, somewhere in there. And it was my first Walt Disney World experience. It was phenomenal. We stayed at Wilderness Lodge. And what I remember most, uh, a couple things. One, my first character meal. So I did the Aladdin experience. I don't even know where in the parks it was, but Aladdin, Jafar. Well, yeah, I don't know what park or wh- where it was. <laughs> Not it was it in Morocco. That would I, I have no idea at this <laughs> point, but I do remember it, which is crazy. And Genie and Jasmine, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I remember meeting the Ninja Turtles at Hollywood Studios, which you can't even do anymore. No. I have a lot of weird memories where it's like I, I'm climbing through uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Land, but like at that age, nine years old, that is when the Disney bug 
really hit me. Like I already loved Chip and Dale and Mickey and everything. And I have pictures from that trip that I just refound not too long ago, nice. uh, which is awesome. Maybe I'll try to post one for this week's episode, but like that's when the Disney world parks, like just blew my mind. And here we are almost 30 years later doing a Disney travel podcast. Like that was the beginning. And here we are now currently. So yeah, nine years old is when the Disney magic completely took over. And it's crazy because I still have memories of that trip. Nice. Very nice. You don't you don't remember where the de- breakfast or dinner? Or uh, the, one of the nice, uh, but... the Mickey meal. So we did a character meal with Mickey was at Wilderness Lodge. I can't remember yeah. what restaurant back then. Where did you stay? Do you remember Wilderness. that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Did you say that and I missed that? And yeah, I you did. It happened. My yeah. goodness. I should okay. listen to the show more you often. should. Chase. Very cool. It's okay. I, I have so little memory of that resort, though, that I need to go back. Yep. You need to go back. Check them all out over again. All right. Moving down my list. Number four, Doug. Number four. I have Alden's 10th birthday. So um, for his 10th birthday, we did a trip with a friend and the friend's dad. And we went to a USA uh, World Cup qualifying game where they played Panama and they beat Panama. And at that time, it was exciting because we we're going to go to the World Cup. And then they went to the next game and like went and then we didn't go to the World Cup. So that kind of tarnishes it a little. So but the day that Alden and I had to ourselves one whole day, it was fantastic. We did we rope drop Hollywood Studios. We hopped over to Epcot on its birthday then we uh, went down the over to the Magic Kingdom, did a few more things, and then we went back to the hotel, watched the Huskers play some football. So it was the whole day was great um, on his birthday. I think we ate at um, I want to say it was fifties prime time, but I think I'm wrong. I think we that was a different meal with his friend. We ate at fifties prime time. I think we went to Garden Grill for dinner um yeah just the two of us which uh was good food and it just was a great day um to have with just the two of us because we don't get to do that very often michelle hogs him i'm gonna be honest the only child or the only boy only boy yeah 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 so um it was a really good day um it poured on us it was hot it was all the weather all there in early october so Nice. That was a good trip. Getting yeah. those kids-only trips are pretty nice. Yeah, 10th birthday is a good age, That is a good age, that. yep. I agree. Because they're just enough independence that you don't, you're don't you not babysitting the kids. They're mm. easy on your don't own. Don't put them on a leash or something like that. No, no leashes involved. Maybe, I don't stroller. know. Stroller. No Definitely. stroller. There you go. Definitely a stroller, 10-year-old boy in a stroller. It's fun. No, no stroller. He could have pushed me, though. That'll be one day, Doug. Oh, no, we rope dropped at Pandora. My bad. And that's when he got the bloody lip. Okay. He got elbowed you in the your... lip. Oh, yeah, that story has happened and a like, few times yeah. on the show. And he, he literally got a bloody lip rope dropping Flight of Passage. That happens. And, and for real. And yep. um, the people that did it did not give a crap. Like, nope. they cut in front of us as they did it, like, the, he got the bloody lip before the mass was even moving. That's most people just assume it's from when they're like, okay, go to getting in line, right? You know, this is when we were just standing still and like 
one adult was ahead of us, you know, from the gates opening, then we get to where they're holding everybody, and everybody, you get there, you have to hustle, and one guy was in front of us, and then, you know, all his family that he left behind come trickling past, and that's when they hit him in the lip with their elbow. Jerks. Yeah. Which also adds to it being a memorable day. Don't hit kids. Don't hit kids. Don't cut in front of kids. That too. Gosh. Okay. Especially that we're there first. Yeah. So my number three is going to be without kids. In fact, it's going to be my wife and I's honeymoon at Walt Disney World. So, oh my gosh, that's almost have, 11 years ago. You haven't taken your kids yet. Tr- true, way, yes. We didn't have list. kids at you, that we're point. We're going yes. very different directions on this Sorry, list. yes. I was trying to <laughs> segue. But uh, yeah, before no. we had kids, when we were just married, my wife and I honeymooned at Walt Disney World. We did all four parks. It was phenomenal. But the one park and the one day that I remember uh, more than the others was Animal Kingdom. And it's funny because I had never done Animal Kingdom and I really wanted to see the Yeti. I wanted to do Everest like that. Out of all four parks, that was the one attraction that I said we have to do. And and I told that throughout our, you know, uh, engagement and our excitement leading up to it and on the airplane there. And so when we got to Animal Kingdom, we're rope droppers. So we're first ones there. And as soon as they let us in, my wife starts sprinting. And I've never seen her sprint. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, you wanted to ride this ride. I'm going to run so you can be the very first person on this ride. Like, this is our honeymoon. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love this woman. Uh, and so it was really great. Uh, the, you know, It was great for our marriage. And uh, she ran. We ran. We got there. We were first ones on Everest that day. We actually did it, got off, saw the crowd of rope droppers coming. We actually jumped on and did it again before the mask got there. But like that was one of those experiences early on in our marriage where it's like, okay, I have another Disney junkie that I'm married to, which is great because that, you know, is the glue that keeps all of our marriages together. But uh, I, I definitely remember Animal Kingdom. It was just such a fun day to have my first experience there. I love that park, even before Avatar. But yeah, we... We did Camp Mini Mickey. We ate at Flame Tree Barbecue. It was just a really good day. That sounds good. And that's when, like, you had to rope drop Everest. Like, that oh, was yeah. serious business. Oh, There's... man. And the fact that she, like, she took off sprinting back when you, you're not supposed to run. And I was just trying to catch up. So she knew how important it was to me. And, and that was amazing. So that's love right there, Doug. That is. That is. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my honorable mentions is my honeymoon. Doesn't well. even make it. your top five, just honorable didn't mention. Make the five top five. No, you know your it, wife it, listens it. to this show sometimes. I I know. I don't. I asked her for advice, and you know she she did not say. Well, you remember that our honeymoon? No, that didn't Which, come up. So I asked my wife the same thing, and she goes, "You know, I enjoyed our ten year wedding anniversary trip to Disney, which was last January, mm-hmm. a lot more than our honeymoon." So there you go. Oh. That didn't even well, make you're my older top five. And, older and wiser. Well, and the funny thing is with the honeymoon, I look back and I'm like, oh, we made so many rookie noob mistakes mm-hmm. with Disney planning and stuff like that. We would not do now. See, our honeymoon, there were no mistakes to be made because we, we were married in 2002 and there was like no one there. Yeah. I mean, it was it was empty. It was similar to our September trip, but mm. with full park hours and hopping. So it was post nine 11 was grim for quite a while. So 
Um, yeah, it didn't matter what kind of mistakes we made. All right, so there's one of my honorable mentions. I'll just throw that in before okay. people wonder. Yeah. All right. Number three. With a one day, it was Columbus Day weekend, uh, the Saturday of Columbus Day weekend, our first trip with kids. We had no idea Columbus Day could be so busy, and it is. Columbus Day is insane. It's one of the busier weekends of the year. Um, we were at Hollywood Studios. Fortunately, we hopped the night before and caught the Disney Junior live on stage, um, which at that time was called Playhouse Disney, just to age myself a little bit. Sam and Alden loved it. And so we're like, can't wait to do this again tomorrow and sit on the floor and sing songs that we hear in our dreams and nightmares. But uh, the whole day at Hollywood Studios was pretty good. But the big key was Samantha had to meet Annie. Had to. Annie didn't meet till 4.15. This was the only time she came out. Like, we asked, like, four cast members before we got the straight answer. Because they rotated, oh, for those who don't know who Annie is, Annie is a little Einstein. Derek, did you know Annie was a nope. little Einstein? Nope. I spaced there out right there when you were talking. Yep. Annie is a little Einstein. And so, like, we met Quincy, Leo, June, over and over but she had to meet Annie. Annie was her favorite. So we sat there on a day where it set record temperatures for heat in Hollywood studios, waiting for Annie all day long. I think Alden took multiple naps in the stroller. He had the the right thing. And then finally Annie comes out. We are first in line for Annie because we just waited like, well, we're, we're wait for Annie. And uh, when Annie, you know, okay, Samantha jumped on her and tackled her. Samantha's not a big person, but Annie went down real quick. So my daughter tackled the character. And then Annie sat on the ground and got a bunch of pictures with Sam and made her day and made the trip. That's what she told her grandparents about when we got home was meeting Annie and then meeting Cinderella. And that was that's the summary. There we go. We oh, waited awesome. and met Annie and she tackled the character. And we didn't get kicked out. Well, that's good. She was two. <laughs> it's good times. So that was that's a good awesome. day. It was hot. It was one. sweaty. It was miserable, actually, and so crowded. But we had to meet Annie, and we did. And then the payoff was worth it. Like, you hate it if you wait all day for the one thing, and then you do it, and your kid's like, eh, I don't want a picture with him now, you know, or something. But she was so excited. That's what makes it such a memorable day, even though I was dripping in sweat for, like, eight hours straight. I probably still smell. Probably. I wonder yeah. what that was. That's a, it's a odor it's that kind of follows me. There you go. I mean, I have a pig named after me now. You Derek. do now. If you don't know about Doug the pig, go on Twitter, or Facebook, uh, learn all about it from last week's episode. Yeah. But so yeah. thanks to Chris for the donation to the farm uh, to have a pig named Doug. Just to, I'm I think, so happy. It looks me. just like you, Doug. You know, my kid said that too. I'm it's not true. sure. It's not. It's a pig. It doesn't look at all. It like looks it. so much like you. It's actually a little creepy. Oh jeez. Check out okay. the picture, guys. Let us know what you think. But yeah, Doug the pig, he is here, and uh, support Machado Farms. You can listen to last week's episode. They're still doing a discount. Uh, keyword rope drop. And there yeah, you go. Get some money oh. back. There we go. There you go. PSA. Anyway, huh. back to the show What's, at hand. What is your next one, Derek? My number two is my daddy kids trip that I took three years ago when I just took uh, my two gingers. So my two oldest ones at the time, they were four and six, four and five, something like that. 
And we did all four parks. My wife took my, at the time, he was a brand new baby, on a uh, trip to Panama because of her work. And so he took my ticket, and so I took the other two to Disney World. And it was just so much fun having just a trip that I could focus on my kids. Like, I wasn't there to ride any of the attractions that I normally do. I just wanted to make sure they had a great time. And probably our best day was uh, at, at the Magic Kingdom. We did everything. We got to meet the princesses that we wanted to meet. We got to meet Buzz. And then it starts raining and we got to go to 1900, which was a huge uh, fun character meal for my daughter. Would I'll, I'll never forget. Great food for my son and then great interactions for my daughter. We get to go back into the park and ride pirates and there's just... Super Bowl had kicked off at this time. So not only is it raining and the Super Bowl, Doug, there is no one at the parks. I will not yeah. like our September trip. It was 10 times busier than what I will experience rain and Super Bowl. Yeah. And the Super Eagles, Bowl night's great. The Eagles beat the Patriots. So shout out to um, Gary. Gary. There you go. Gary yeah. uh, for 11 on the Eagles. I remember that. I had to think about that because I watched the last few plays of the game in the all-star sports resort, which I don't recommend. That was the only negative that trip. But like, and then seeing happily ever after with my kids, no one around was phenomenal. Tinker and Bell was did, that the first time they saw happily ever after? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It must've been. If it wasn't the first, yeah, it was the first time they saw it. They missed Tinkerbell and they saw that another time. But yeah, experiencing happy, happily ever after with the kids. That was wonderful. That whole trip was just really a cool experience for me to have. That, yeah. Other than you forgot chargers. Oh yeah. No, I forgot physically to charge your phone. Yes. And I was worried for a while you were dead. That's and... true. Well, my, because it rained so hard that night, I got water on my phone and it wouldn't take the charge. So my phone had mm-hmm. to dry out. And then, uh, so at Hollywood studios the next day, it was really hot. My phone finally dried out and I could charge it again, but I was Think... off the grid for like 12 hours. Yeah. That was concerning. Thank goodness. You didn't have to get a boarding pass. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would have been losing my, but that was the trip that my kids first did Jedi training. So I did rope drop that time to like, we beelined and got in the early group for Jedi. And now they're pad ones. Multiple times. I think we've done that at least five trips now. My, my favorite thing with Jedi training was Alden, you know, asked if they wanted to do it like the next trip. They did it once. It's like, why? I graduated, Dad. Yeah, I think Olivia has done like, it at least five times. In fact, so serious. yeah, like, four or five times. But I graduated. Yeah, and she'll want to do it again. One it was that gets real. Old enough. Yep. So, See, yeah, that's my a, number two. That was a really that's fun a good trip. One. That's a good one. So my number two comes from our first um, seven-night cruise. It was a eastern seven-night cruise to San Juan and St. Thomas. So it was a good cruise all around. We had a great time doing family activities, all that sort of stuff. Um, and actually, I have failed you. It wasn't that cruise. It was the second seven-night cruise, which was our Star Wars Day at Sea cruise. My bad. The first seven-night cruise was fantastic. But the individual day was definitely not the Star Wars Day at Sea because it was the inaugural in which they just they failed to Star Wars on Star Wars Day at Sea. But uh, they've hopefully improved some. Um, but it was actually a previous day at sea. Um, we did all the activities. We're having a good time. Won some trivia. And 
that night, we kind of sit in the same spot every night, and Magic Dave was one of the um, one of the entertainment, one of the variety acts, and it was his night to do the variety acts. We're sitting, they came in, we get there right when the doors open, rope drop the theater, um, and he comes by and asks if we want to be in the show, me and Claire, and I look at her, and she's like, yeah, and I'm like, okay, sure, so then um, we go, and then Magic happens, with me he tells me some things it was yeah and claire claire just has to go on stage and so she later in the act she gets pulled out of the audience like it's random and uh claire is the princess and i have to answer questions which i don't know how i got the same answer as magic dave but that was the magical part but claire gets asked questions and um claire gets asked couple simple questions and one is what sound does a cow make and claire says what and she's five at this time or six five she's five and it's like well what sound does a cow make and she goes honk honk so of course that got a huge laugh out of the crowd she has no idea what why everybody she afterwards when we ask her what sound does a cow make she's like moo we're like why didn't you say moo on the stage he didn't ask me what sound does a cow make. He said, what sound does a clown make? Oh, that's funny. So so the rest of the crews, everybody's like, oh, you're the honk honk girl. Everybody, wow. it seemed. You I know, love it. So like, she went from just being a kid on the cruise to like the honk honk girl. And of course, the people at the table next to us, we got to know them real well. And they kept hounding me for how you know the magic worked i did my best not to spoil it and so it was we made friends because of our stage appearance granted there is somebody that now hates magic dave with a passion in our house because he also called her a princess the whole time and claire does not like to be called a princess there's one thing you need to know about claire when you meet her don't call her a princess she can punch hard oh wow okay good to know so yeah not gonna Um, test that don't don't um yeah, she doesn't know her own strength. She's at that age right now. Oh, my yeah. daughter's at that age, too. Yeah, it's fun when they don't understand it. So there you go. Hong Kong. That's a good time. Number two. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Cruise makes my honorable Cruise. mention. It was tough. Cruises are good. Like our There's first day of Castaway. That That is a oh. hard honorable mention. It's hard for that not to be one through five, except if you cruise with Michelle and I, we get turned away from Castaway frequently. That so. happens, yeah. Good point. Twice. Two out of so many times, yeah. So my number one, the number one on my list, which funny because my wife didn't agree with it, uh, but it's still one of my favorites, was our first trip to Disneyland. So we took my daughter for her third birthday, just like you. Yeah, take kids when they're free. Mm-hmm. So, and my son was one and a half, and it was a lot of fun. It was exhausting. I will put that. It was exhausting having kids that young. But we did Disneyland. One, it was our first time working with Michelle. And your wife went so far above and beyond with planning this, working with our budget. Uh, it just made the trip phenomenal. Like, I wish I could go back and find those emails that we had back and forth from back then. So that was it. But also, 
like doing those two parks for the first time. I'd done California Adventure. I'd never done Disneyland. So just seeing my daughter experience the castle and Main Street and and us as well uh, as a family. And then the other big one is Ariel's Grotto, which is no longer in California Adventure. Mm, We have a picture of Ariel and my daughter that is actually on my daughter's uh, desk in her room. And she looks at it every day. Ariel's her favorite princess. Like the hug, the interaction uh, was magical. And we have other memories from that trip with uh, my daughter meeting Sophia. And my daughter was in a Sophia dress. And even my son at 18 months was playing so much in Toontown and interacting. He got to uh, take Pluto on a walk. Like Pluto came over and uh, held his hand. And it was just such a wonderful experience. Yes, it was hard taking kids that young, but that experience uh, led us to saying, you know what? We're going to do Disney every year. And the next year we planned Walt Disney World. The year after that was a Disney cruise. Like that trip was the trip that was like this, this is now happening. And because of that trip and meeting with Michelle, it led to rope drop radio eventually mm. being creative so i i have to look at that trip as, as something special because without it uh these things we would not be here right now so that yeah. trip uh means a lot it was a lot of fun to go where walt was at disneyland uh hopefully that opens again sometime soon and uh it was just a wonderful experience to take kids that young because as parents we weren't there to do our attractions we were there to live vicariously through our kids, and it was it was a great time. That's a great day. Yeah, I like it. And you notice, like, two of mine have been when my kids were little, like those yeah. ages. So there, there is something magical about seeing the park through a two-year-old, three-year-old's eyes. Absolutely. That you just I love can't it. get anywhere else. That's why we had a third kid, Doug. Well, that's questionable reason, but uh, <laughs> we're done now. For the record, we're all done. Pull the McKnight, yeah. three and done. Three and done. Yeah, that's a good way to go. So, yeah, I like it, Derek. That's a good one, and it led to Rope Drop Radio. It did. And you so know, I started art? at Rope Drop Radio and finished. Oh my gosh! Look at you, full circle of yep. storytelling. I have a couple I honorable mentions that I got to do, though. So you do okay, your we'll number one, there. and then we'll, we'll hit up there. a couple honorables. All right. Um, my number one is a 4th of July and I've spent two 4th of July's in Disney parks. Um, one at Walt Disney world where honorable mention, I'll just tell you that it's, we did all four parks that day and that was all four parks on 4th of July, but that's not my, my number one. My number one is 4th of July at Disneyland Paris. Ooh, that, that does sound weird, right? It just, you know, I was thinking about you know, the Paris trip and what like that day really stood out. Now we rope dropped the Louvre on the 4th of July as one does. That's very patriotic, right? Yep. Um, so we, we rope dropped that. We had our touring plan. We got in, did it. And then we headed down the Champs-Élysées after, um, a nice meal from McDonald's, which if you didn't know, France has the second most McDonald's per capita or the most per capita. I don't know. They love their McDonald's. Anywho, we moved on down to the Arc de Triomphe, did that. Um, and then we took the train back to the parks and we had a great evening in the parks. There's actually some really cool um, Statue of Liberty stuff 
um, along Main Street that we we went and did that on the Fourth of July. We kind of saved it for that. Um, you know, it. Then we did the fireworks, and the fireworks weren't until like eleven fifteen at night because the sun just doesn't go down because it's north, and so that's a little bizarre. And it was just a great experience doing Fourth of July in a foreign country where it's not 4th of July, but we still get fireworks because we're at Disney. And so it still felt, and like we definitely talked with some other Americans that were there at that time and talked 4th of July and uh, it was different, but neat. And that was where the kids were really starting to get adventurous with the candy. And we were stopping in the, the like convenience stores and the train station, let them just pick out random candy each day and to try and sometimes it was like oh lord don't get that again other times it's like well can we get that at home and like nope nope just here so fourth of july in paris that was that was pretty darn good the fireworks were fun we even got to hear people yell at each other because so everybody was sitting down for the fireworks you know how you wait for the fireworks you sit down and then they start everybody stands up and it's slightly annoying well there everybody stayed sitting down except for like one family in the front and they stood up, and then people back there start yelling at them. They yell at them in French first, then they yell at them in English, then they yelled at them in German, and then the, finally they turned around and just cussed at them in French. It was fantastic. It was the whole oh, experience. I love that. While people are like smoking and putting cigarettes out on small children and eating their baguettes, it was, yeah. That is an experience. That is yeah, something that everyone like, needs to have. It's like ten forty-five at night, and half the families around us are eating like their picnic lunch that they brought from home or uh, that they got in the train station. Because we've realized the best food is the pre-made sandwiches in the train station at Disneyland Paris. Maybe not the best food, but yeah, some of the best. So like, that's you just you eat your baguette sandwich at ten o'clock at night. I. My heartburn would do me yeah, in, Derek. Yeah, I would hurts not. Just I, thinking about that, I don't know how they do it as a culture, but yeah, it was a very French experience on the Fourth of July, and it was fun. And the kids, the kids, just—I think they enjoyed the fireworks within the crowd more than in the sky, too. That's funny. Well, that's a good number yeah. one, and your kids yeah. got to experience a foreign country and another Disney park. Yeah, and it reminds you that most of our holidays are just our holidays. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it. Go. That's our top 10, each of us, five. Uh, we have a couple honorable mentions, Doug. I know uh, this was hard. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, I really had a solid six, and so uh, whittling down to five was a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, so what's your first honorable mention? I already threw a couple of mine out there. Uh, I have two honorable <laughs> mentions that I got okay. to say. The one that almost made the list was the Osborne Lights, and seeing oh. that when I was about 22 years old. And nice. that trip was really incredible because it kind of reinvigorated the Disney bug in me. It'd been like five or six years since I'd been at the parks. And, uh, yeah, going through Hollywood Studios at that time was pretty incredible. And then they pretty much had to kick us out of the park. Like, I just, I was fascinated by the Osborne lights. They need to come back somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, like, I can close my eyes and still see them clear as day right now. I loved how you could stay there after the park closed and really wait for it to empty out. We did that one time. I was, I think, with the little kids, I was disappointed in how unimpressed they were. Really? Like, yeah. Like, like they're like, oh, it's. I mean, I'm 22 then, like, years old at that time, and like, I am. My mind is blown. Like, I should be, right? you know, drinking in a college 
party somewhere and here I am staring at Osborne lights like this is the most magical thing I've ever seen. I yeah. live here now. Like the, it would get done doing the animation and the music and just be the in between the kids like, OK, are we going now? I'm like, no, it does it again. Well, we saw it. And it's like ah, five year olds. They suck just, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they were the seven, five and three when we did that with the kids the first time. And it was like, really, guys, really? We're going to. Really? Oh, no, they were five, three and one. So they were Ooh, younger. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And the five and three year old, like Alden was just kind of like, OK, let's go. You know, three year olds like. But it's like, no, I wanted to just stay there forever. I agree with you. Yep. It was, yeah. I have one more honorable mention okay. that I got to say, and that's when I went a couple of years ago, Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World had uh, open day. We went, we were there opening day, but I went to Galaxy's Edge on day three. And I mean, I just had so many Star Wars fanatics around me. I was the very first person on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. But just like walking back to the park mm -hmm. with the music blasting, the stormtroopers escorting us back there, all the people cheering, pictures, uh, it, just a phenomenal experience as a Star Wars fan that I will never forget. And it was pretty magical. That's, that's similar to one of my honorable mentions. That is... Opening day of Rise of the Resistance. It was the most magical, unmagical day. Yeah, that was a chaotic ever. day for you guys. Because they didn't really explain the boarding group thing thoroughly. They told the front, like, people, and, like, it was just, it was a little chaos. But got to, you know, hang out at 3 a.m. outside the park drinking hot chocolate with other Disney fans and met some cool people. And then it's just, was a long day. We got on it multiple times because they also hadn't figured out the boarding group stuff either. So we got on and then we were able to grab another and, one. And you stopped and... texting Derek for like three hours. So you're like, we got kicked out of the line. And then three hours later, I've texted you like 19 times like, Doug, are you alive? What happened? Pretty much not. And yeah, it was, it was an interesting day. Um, yeah. Got, and yeah, made some new friends that day and it was I was there with Michelle and Alex, which the dynamic of Michelle and Alex when things aren't going right in the park is, you know, I just oh, tried, sure. I took a step back. And just yeah. but you got on. That's what counts. We did multiple times. There you go. It so, was crazy. It was crazy for sure. Any more? Yeah. Um, we did four parks one day on January 1st in 2020. So we started 2020 with all four parks that day. So we like to so claim it's your fault. I think so. That we were the first people to do all four parks in 2020. And then look that what happened this year. We we did it really fast. Yeah. I don't know that we can take all the blame. Listeners, does the McKnights take any of the blame for this? Did something happen in the Matrix? I don't know. Might have been. Might have been. You let me know. Um, and then... Our Alaska cruise, I can't not mention um, the day we did the seaplane and that, uh, you know, the going down the fjord, the arm, um, yeah. Indicott. It, seeing the glacier, that that's pretty, pretty darn cool. And like, I love how they had the character meets on the top deck. So basically, you can stand in line for characters the whole time and you see exactly what you're supposed to be doing is just standing there looking at nature. So might as well stay in the line for a character. Yeah, Disney was, Cruise was, was a hard one not to put in the top five. Man, Castaway Key, 
anytime you're there, it's a top five day. So that's an honorable yeah. mention for me. There's, I love it. I want to go back soon. I was supposed to be there two weeks ago. Yeah. That long ago already. My goodness, time's flying by. You're halfway to your next cruise. I know. Our next cruise is uh, 340 days away. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that that yeah. uh, those are magical for sure. It was hard to think about that one because then I'd start getting depressed because there is yeah. no cruising right now. Yeah, there's so many other trips and days. Oh, yeah. I Just thinking like, about it, we, we both have done a bajillion trips. High school band trip had some really good days in there with friends, uh, for sure. Uh, the first time I was at Epcot was in 1985. Uh, that trip, we also were there over Easter and stayed at the Golf Resort, which is now Shades of Green. And I remember the Easter egg hunt was on the greens at the golf course. Oh, that's course. cool. And... I remember lots of women wearing high heels and my grand grandpa's both golfed a lot. And I, I just knew that they'd be mad that, uh, I was in kindergarten that these ladies were walking around the greens in high heels cause they were leaving holes everywhere. Yeah. It was aerated for sure. And, <laughs> um, my mom was taking pictures of me and, uh, Easter egg hunting and she had the lens cap on. So the oh, whole roll happens. of film was just black. Yeah. So okay. all good memories. All good things. So yeah, what are your favorite Disney memories? That's what we're going to ask this week on all of our social media. So be sure to go on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and like Rope Drop Radio or visit our website, www.ropedroppers.com. And yeah, we want to hear from you. What are some of your favorite memories from the parks? Uh, just get that discussion going because right now Disneyland is not open. Disney cruising is not happening. Disney World is a whole different ball game. So let's remember some of the great times. I know my wife actually remembers the castle being all decorated in weird cake stuff. Mm, and she'll tell cake, you that's yeah. one of her favorite memories, seeing the castle. That was her first time seeing the castle and she loves it. So And it was a cake. It was a cake. Better than when Stitch kind of destroyed it. So uh Hey, but, that's back when we had so much toilet paper we could throw it on castles. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, we can't do that anymore. What a waste. Come on. In Stitch. fact I did go to Costco like last week and it was gone. So uh, I guess stock up on toilet paper, everybody. Anyway, the second wave of toilet paper, toilet paper crisis. So anyway, uh, yeah, toilet paper. You'll always find that at Disney Resort. So stay on property. But yeah, let us know what you love about Walt Disney World, Disney Vacation and whatnot. But Doug, we need to thank our sponsors. Yes, we'd like to thank Joe from Back to the Mouse. Go check out his blog posts and his Posts about the prices of Disney cruising. He tracks the pricing for you on opening day. Tells you how kind of the 10 cheapest per night. So it's a great way to know kind of where the best value is. And that's something you can look at. And then, of course, you find a cruise that you want. And you can contact the other sponsor. Michelle the McKnight, the rope drop queen herself. Spe vacation destination specialist that is what she's called now it's amazing uh no she has booked all the trips that i talked about doug except for when i was a kid she is booked and so they're phenomenal love working with michelle and i gotta give joe a shout out he helped fix our website when i had oh, an yeah. issue so joe thank you so much for your technical support reaching out to you and helping helping right there so uh yeah uh, i love our sponsors and 
uh, everyone who listens to the show. And of course, if you want to be a Patreon, we're going to do a Patreon episode and that's where we talk Mandalorian. You'll have to join that community and you can find that in the show notes as well. And we'll say with Michelle, when you book with her now, you get a subscription to touring plans and other potential touring plans things. So that's exciting. There's I'll tell you a lot what, of... the touring plans, um, what, re- uh, Reservation Finder, Doug? Mm-hmm. That's a highlight. Dining, Not a top five yeah. highlight, but man, I, I got an Oga's reservation once because of that. And I'll put that in my top 10. Like, I got a ding on my phone and I jumped on. So thank you to Touring Plans and Michelle for that one. But yeah, that that's exciting. Yes, it is. All right, moving on. Let's get to the after show. Thank you, Doug. And uh, thank you guys for listening and supporting Rope Drop Radio.